Dad, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in today. We have a lot of little things we're going to cover today, a lot of news stories, um, a potpourri, if you will. And uh, it starts with Lloyd Austin. So Lloyd Austin had uh, prostate cancer, and we wish him well. Nevertheless, he he... He didn't handle that too pro- too well, um, and that uh, well, it's one of two things, right? It's either the Biden administration covered it up, which is, I think, what happened, because they lie so much, they lie all the time, and if that's the case, then that put our country at risk. You got the Houthis in Yemen right now. Bombing our boats. You got the number two Department of Defense on vacation. This woman is just out to lunch. She's either on vacation or out sick. And then you got Lloyd Austin getting a surgical procedure done. I mean, he's the Secretary of Defense, the Defense Secretary. It's not just, you know, any other job. This is the one where, you know, somebody needs to call the shots and make the decision. And we know that that's not really Joe Biden. We saw what happened with his Afghanistan withdrawal. We saw how he was played like a fiddle by Putin. And now you have talk of Putin, uh, you know, expanding. Why wouldn't he? You have a Taiwanese election that's coming on. Uh, This weekend, the weekend coming up, you're going to have a Taiwanese election. And the State Department is meddling in that election. They're meddling in the election by way of proxy, propaganda, whatever. But they're, you know, using USAID money 
Uh, they're using um, CIA extortion and compromat. I mean, the State Department wants to see an outcome. And there are three main candidates in Taiwan. And they're going to pick the one that helps China the most. While all the while, because let's face it, you know, Obama, people thought that Obama was great until he wasn't. I never did, but... You know, when he was saying the blue states and the red states in the United States of America, unifying speech in 2004. Uh, Kid out of nowhere, you know, boom. There he is. No one knows who he is. You start to hear these little wrinklings of Reverend Wright and not God damn America, blah, blah. And so it's all this stuff, right? You start to learn this guy's not who he says he is. He really hates America. He thought thought that the Founding Fathers' uh, constitutional uh, document was flawed. And somehow he was the scholar. He's a psychopath, sociopath, a narcissist, a megalomaniac, Barack Hussein. Rigging the system. And here we are with leadership we don't want. And, you know, you look around the world and you look at what, what's being pushed out there to the people and none of, no one wants to be regulated. No one wants to be told what to do except for the influencers who are getting paid on TikTok to spiel propaganda that fits the narrative of the, for, for the globalists. This is why Nikki Haley concerns me so much. If you were to go back and search my Scott Adams shows, when Nikki Haley was governor, I was trashing her. When Nikki Haley was governor, again, I don't know why uh, Trump hired her to be the UN ambassador. I think it was probably to do Lindsey Graham a favor. Lindsey Graham... Trump needed Lindsey Graham as much as Lindsey Graham needed Trump. They never once liked each other, but they all acted like it. They have to. It's politics. Make strange bedfellows. But, um, yeah, you have all this stuff going on. And so Lloyd Austin is going to be brought up on impeachment charges now because he he put our country at risk. And, you know, we all feel bad for him that he has this condition. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I hear it's terrible. I, I've never had it, but uh, prostate cancer is terrible. And for that alone, he should resign. I, I don't think you could fully do the job when you are going through something that Lloyd Austin's going through. So, you know, God bless he and his family, but he needs to step aside. Not that we're going to get anything better because it's Biden calling the shots. Or, you know, not Biden, but his handlers calling the shots. And we know what what's going on there. So, again, we have this, 
there's a lot going on in the world and they're exploiting us because they know that America is weak. They know that you got Lloyd Austin, the De- Secretary of Defense, out of, out of action. You have so many things going on. They, they know that Joe has dementia. They know that Joe is a lying weasel that's compromised. They know that Hunter Biden is compromised and that Joe would do anything to save Hunter's hide. And that everybody in the world knows that Hunter Biden was this scumbag that was a bag man doing deals, selling the Biden brand, and Biden had to make good on it and sold America down the river in exchange for personal monies, millions of dollars, to go to the family members of the Biden crime family. There's so much corruption. I don't even know what to say about it anymore. House Republican files articles of impeachment against another Biden official, says Dinesh D'Souza. And why not? What he did put our country at risk, especially in the midst of the fact that the Houthi rebels, financed by who? <laughs> who were the Houthis financed by? Oh, Iran. They're, they're, <laughs> they're uh, uh, Sunni Shias. Uh, they're Shias, not Sunni. Um, Shia, Shia Arabs. And they're in Yemen. And they're going against fighting the forces of Saudi Arabia. And we have a whole bunch of people, personnel over there. We've been attacked, I don't know, I heard the number 22 times. Or we have 22 ships in the area and and one of our ships is under attack. And then you got the Taiwan election. You got the State Department, uber liberal State Department. Wants to get a socialist in there in Taiwan that's, that can work with China so that the transition, you know, forget about everything we said about we support one, uh, we support um, Taiwan independence. We support that. Forget about that. We say that, but then we help get elected an official that's doing the exact opposite that's actually a puppet of China, paid for and bought by China. And we're negotiating that deal secretly. And what's going to ultimately happen, you watch, the Taiwanese new leader is going to allow Taiwan to fall into the grip, vice grip of China and CCP. China is going to get what it wants. And rather than invade a country and escalate the prospect of a war. China doesn't want that if they could get it for free. And Joe Biden will give it for free because he owes China, because China has the dirt on Joe Biden. And that is the policy. And you better believe that Anthony Blinken who was Biden's bag man over at the Biden uh, uh, Penn Center, collecting all kinds of Chinese money that was funneling into the Penn University by way of the Biden Center 
the Penn Biden Center. And it was Anthony Blinken that was managing that project and collecting those funds. And it was Anthony Blinken that was actually the founder of West Exec. And Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State, that benefits by uh, strings attached to money we give to Ukraine and elsewhere in Iran, to where the West Exec has to be the vendor that they work with. And they get paid millions of dollars so they could hire lobbyists that can then talk in the ear of the politicians who vote these policies and this madness into action. And that's how you get the money to go out to another country like Ukraine, rolls back into a vendor inside the Beltway that then individually and manually and and in person uh, manages the politicians. And, And the private sector works much the same way. BlackRock has that same kind of money influence. And, and the World Economic Forum and BlackRock work together to merge and blend off the grid, mind you, in Davos and in COP28, these initiatives, climate initiatives, pandemic initiatives, food initiatives, energy initiatives, all these things that directly impact your life. You are a human on this, in, on this planet, what gives Klaus Schwab the right to dictate the way you live your life? You're equal to everybody else. Nobody is superior to you as a human being in God's, on God, God's green earth, in the eyes of God. This stuff that we're doing down here on earth It's government stuff, just a bunch of people jockeying for position. It's always the same people. The same people that support depopulation are the same people that want to enhance your food and energy (laughs) to, to help save lives. To listen to someone like Tedros talk about it, we could save 8 million lives. Like he really wants to save 8 million lives. (laughs) We, we, you already said you support depopulation. Give me a break. All right, I have terrible news too. Uh, more, more bad news, but this is one from a source called Pelham. I follow this person. He's got good information, or it's a she actually. Usually, it's now almost certain that tunnels found at the Shabbat synagogue in Brooklyn were designed for child sex trafficking. So there's footage released shows the Jewish synagogue had dystopian tunnels made with stained mattresses that have been sent to forensic analysis, for forensic analysis. Items such as baby high chairs and clothing have also been taken by forensics. A group of extremist students were blamed for the child abduction tunnels and attempted to bury the tunnels with cement before forensics could begin their investigations. 
Advocates for child sex abuse say Israel has become a refuge for pedophiles and many Jewish Americans hide from justice in Israel. Israel's really kind of messed up. Their politics are more wicked than it is here in America. And I, I would almost guarantee that, you know, Netanyahu and Abbas from Palestinians, those two leaders, members of the World Economic Forum, globalists. And and so, you know, you have these factions and, you know, you have Gaza and the West Bank and the Palestinians live there. But that that attack that happened on October 7th could have probably been avoided but there is some factions just like the democrats would rather burn this country to the ground than to relinquish power to donald trump certainly fox news is in that camp paul ryan would rather burn this country to the ground than to see another trump term he would just like mitt romney said uh, he'll he'll become a Democrat. He'll vote Democrat. Liz Cheney, these so-called Republicans, Adam Kinzinger, these so-called Republicans, they would vote for Joe Biden over Donald Trump despite all the Biden camp has done to destroy our country with the open borders, with the feckless foreign policy led by Jake Sullivan, who is Obama's right-hand man. So here we got this breaking Democrat uh, Democratic donors bought Hunter Biden's artwork gallery. Owner tells House investigators. So Democratic donors bought Hunter Biden's artwork. Well, I, we knew that, right? Gallery owner tells House investigators sources with direct knowledge of the interview of a New York art dealer said Hunter Biden's artwork was sold to two or three Democratic donors. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we all said that Hunter Biden's art gallery was going to, art galleries in quotes, was going to be used as a corrupt funding mechanism for the big guy? Remember when the Biden admin put in measures to shield their identities, masquerading as corruption safeguards? We were all right once again. So Burgess, uh, this is according to Jonathan Turley, Burgess admitted that most of the art was actually purchased by Kevin Morris, who reportedly gave Hunter millions to cover unpaid taxes and expenses. So as media was reporting how Hunter's art was a huge success, it appears to have been an illusion. And remember Derek, uh, or... or, um, Oh, gosh, I'm forgetting his name. His business partner, Devin Archer. Devin Archer. Remember that interview? The the One of the most important parts of his interview with Tucker Carlson, to me, one of the most important parts, because all the other stuff we kind of knew, when he says, uh, have you ever known, uh, he was asked, have you ever known Hunter to be like a painter? Like, have you ever seen his studio or you ever see him 
talk, has he ever talked to you about his art? Or, and he gave a grin. Devin Archer gave this grin, smile, and laughed and said, no, nah, that was a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> like it came out of nowhere. Like he's not even the artist. He's fronting the art. Someone's putting his name on it. But it's a fugazi. Yeah, I mean, he's not even doing the art. There's not like, I've never seen one picture of Hunter Biden or one video of Hunter Biden painting. So I I think that's a fraud. More bad news from the liberals. Uh, Time to leave Maryland. Maryland implements Medicaid expansions. Maryland's a very liberal state. Time to leave Maryland. Maryland implements Medicaid expansions for gender-affirming care. How do you like that? Gender-affirming care. So Jeffrey Epstein's brother lists the evidence he claims feds are covering up about pedophiles' death. So, you know, there's a lot of information that's coming out related to the murder of Jeffrey Epstein. And the brother has a truckload of information and how's that? I'm I'm reading this article, but uh, I uh, shame on Bill Barr. By the way, I wanted to get his first name, Jeffrey Epstein's brother. Uh, I'm sure it's in this article, but uh, in, in any case, it's not really that important. But um, oh, Mark. Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Mark, has challenged the official story on his infamous brother's suicide. Yeah. We all knew that. Brother Mark. So things are getting so bad in New York that people are going to have to start giving up their homes for the illegal aliens that are allowed to just desecrate our soil and invade our country. Because Joe Biden and Mayorkas want unfeathered, untethered, uh, unfeathered, unfeathered access. They want an unrelinquishing flow, steady stream of illegals entering our country. You've heard it before, right? I mean, Joe Biden has made it very, very clear. Joe Biden said, you know, he comes from European stock and that he wants to see that uh, America become a white minority and that he wants a steady flow. And he said that in 2015. Steady flow of immigrants. just And it's basically tied to climate. And basically they're now trying to say Mayorkas' new spin is climate is driving this. Now... No, the open border is driving that. If you, sh- if you build a wall, nobody would bother. Why the southern border? Why are they not going anywhere else? And it's because this is the easiest place to get into on, in, on earth. But people are being paid to leave their countries. They're being shipped. They're being financed. And what's happening is this is all part of the global... Remember I played that comedian, Sam Kennison? He said, it would be... 
why why are we sending you know why are we sending air air flights down with food and MREs and stuff into these foreign lands, these developing countries where it's almost inhumane to live there. So what they're doing is instead of that expense of sending everything to the region of the starving people, and Sam Kinison made a joke and said, it's sand. You can't grow anything on sand. And 100 years from now, it's still going to be sand. We there's there's ways to to migrate people though and not bring them into a first world country like ours. Because if we collapse, who's gonna be left to help the rest of the world when help is needed? There's so many like I, I always thought, you know, like when, when Kabul fell, when Biden's, you know, pulled out of uh, Afghanistan. I thought, why wouldn't they, um, and I asked somebody this once, why didn't they just set up like a, a town, like a city, just make up a, you know, make a city overnight and, uh, you know, have it build, you know, build out. And, you know, Uzbekistan, you know, just move all the people from Afghanistan that want to get out of the wrath of uh, the, the Taliban and and under their thumb, out from under their thumb and move them to Uzbekistan, just up north, you know, of Afghanistan. And and why not do that? Why not? Set up a whole community. Make it nice. It would be cheaper. But no, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. They could have set up schools, hospitals, roads, shops. They could have done done it all. And kept them there in region. I mean, it's a barren wasteland, some of that. But what the person told me was Uzbekistan didn't want it. They didn't want the crap. So the United States will just absorb the crap. After a while, you know, like you pee in the ocean, it's not going to change the color of the ocean, right? But, you know, if you if you dump enough waste into the ocean, it's going to start showing up. I mean, what I'm saying is, is that there's only so many people we can absorb into our country without it fundamentally changing our country forever. I was listening to Jimenez, uh, the congressman from Miami, and, you know, I like some of what he has to say, but the other part, he was talking about the open borders. He says, well, the Bidens are doing it on purpose, right? He says, yeah, and the fentanyl's killing our kids, right? And he said, uh, you know, I, I don't really understand. I, I think it's because they think it's going to be a voting block, you know, that, that they're importing a voting block, a voter, uh, a block of liberal voters so they can never lose another election. He says, but I'm not so sure about that because a lot of Latinos are moving to the Republican Party. And I'm like, okay, fair. So far, so good. Then he said he didn't know uh, any other reason why he doesn't understand. And I'm like, hello, slave labor. I guess he doesn't want to offend his donors in Miami. Miami. Right? (laughs) It's... 
the whole reason why that's being sustained and supported is because the cartels are paying off politicians with their lobby groups because they like the open borders. The traffickers, whether it's drugs or guns or slaves or sex, it's all trafficking. That's all it is. But one of them is slave labor, cheap labor. We hear about it all the time. People working in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, like slaves. They get room and board like slaves in exchange for their cheap labor. It's absolutely repulsive. But that's what your corporations that you buy from are doing. And you smile when you buy something on the cheap. Eh, that, that was a, I got a good price. And that's true. It comes at a, a price too. Good price comes at a price. Now, we would have been better off if we didn't go down that rabbit hole and that slippery slope to begin with. And did our own manufacturing made in America meant something. And we were all okay. There was once upon a time we were all just fine. What has happened is globalists and globalism has put our economy and put it up against a third world economy. Naturally, third world is going to be cheaper and hard to compete with. Uh, but that's why global multilateral and multinational trade deals look good as a quick return on investment, but the long-term effects of that can be detrimental. And that's why I think unilateral trade is better. And being self, uh, having sovereignty and being self, uh, self, uh, you know, being able to do it yourself, you know, manufacturing yourself. Um, is the key to is the key to success in the long term. But here we are now. We've gone down this slippery slope, and we're dependent on cheap labor in order to keep prices down and avoid inflation. And we we benefited so much from that cheating and cutting corners by going global that we were able to spend more and buy voting blocks and divide America with social programs and, <clears throat> and uh, race, race, racial uh, um, divisiveness. And so the point there is, is, is that, you know, if we sort of did it the right way the whole time, we would probably have not had the money to offer stimulus packages for COVID relief and things like that. More, and more, moreover, uh, without the, the globalism, you have less travel, you have less spread of a disease. Pandemics used to be like once every hundred years. Now they're talking about pandemics every six months. And... You know, I just think I just think that uh, we were be- we were certainly better off in the eighties and nineties, despite you know economic recessions and 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 other things. Um, 
today's today's world is is a different world. We have a lot more slave labor. We have a lot more diseases. We have a lot more drug addiction. We have a lot more uh, uh, div- divisiveness. You think we would learn and evolve, but the Democrats have stolen elections, rigged elections, and have gained power. Just ask the Californians. Everybody in California knows that that's all rigged out there. So, in any case, uh, in New York, Madison High School is temporarily closing in order to provide housing for thousands of illegal aliens. All 2,000 students will now be learning virtually to accommodate the arrivals. How do you like that? How about this one? Elon Musk says this, they've run out of hotel rooms, are kicking kids out of school for illegal housing, and now they want your homes too? So Governor Healy, not to be confused with Nikki Haley, um, asked asks residents to house migrant families amid growing shelter crisis. That's uh, according to News 25 in New York. Already happening. And that was, that date on that article was August 9th, 2023. But it's happening. On Tuesday of this week, Rep. Ray Epps, the man who encouraged protesters to storm the Capitol on January 6th and admitted to having orchestrated the, uh, Uh, it says orchestrated. <laughs> I can't read the rest of that sentence. All right, orchestrated the rest of the uh, the the uh, J six events. Ray Epps has con- uh, who confessed to orchestrating January six gets just one year probation and a five hundred dollar fine. How many people are rotting in jail still? That's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Ray Epps, he knew he was an FBI agent. So how do you explain this? 81 million votes, and I've never seen a pro-Biden hat, shirt, or flag in my life. <laughs> I've seen some morons wearing a Biden t-shirt once, twice, or seen a sticker on a car. That's because they're just uber granola eating left-wing, Birkenstock-wearing, corn-fed uh Libtards, right? But 81 million votes. You'd think that there, he would be like a rock star, right? He would, you'd think he would show up at an Army-Navy game or go to NASCAR or, you know, I mean, where are these 81 million voters? You know it's just fraud. It's, it's, called, it's called using the liberal union-based U.S. Postal Service to mail out all the ballots that money can buy, get them picked up by ballot harvesters who are liberal, and then pay them to fill them out for Joe Biden, drop them off in a box with your mask on, your Antifa mask on, and somehow we're supposed to be okay with that. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. (laughs) Never mind the fact that you just created 10,000 ballots and filled them out and got paid for it. And in addition... Not only did you get paid for the crime, 
you're never going to be convicted of the crime. And you just you just neutralized 10,000 conservative voters who care about their country. You've actually just st- stolen their vote with that fake vote, that fake ballot. Oh, and then the luxury is we get to count it after the election results are in so we know exactly how much we need. That's exactly the state of that we're in right now with the election rigging. So Argentina's new president, Mele, Argentina has implemented single-day voting, handmade ballot boxes, paper ballots, and photo ID required. Should the United States do the same? I love this Argentina guy. They'll never, they'll never go liberal again after he's done with it. So here we got one. It says, when ballot IDs are required, driving, boarding an airplane, purchasing a car, getting a car registration, renting a car, boat, buying insurance, buying train tickets, obtaining a passport, picking up mail uh, from FedEx, UPS, Postal Service, Renting tools, visiting a doctor's office, getting out paid. You know, I can go on and on. There's, there's a, <laughs> that's just a fraction, right? Uh, I, I could be here for another whole minute and a half. Joining the military, adopting a child, you know, you name it. Getting a state ID, getting a business license. I can go on and on. Buying a cell phone, renting a hotel room. Joining a gym, using pawn shops. Entering nightclubs. When valid IDs are not required. (laughs) Yeah, you guessed it. Voting. (laughs) It's crazy. It is always so deeply suspicious to me, Molly Hemingway writes, that Democrats try so hard to prevent people from verifying the identity of those casting ballots. The obvious question is why? Court says Ohio voter ID law is constitutional. Throws out Dem lawsuit. So this is um, interesting. Ohio's 2023 election integrity law requiring residents to present a form of ID when casting their ballots is constitutional. A federal court ruled on Monday. So that's good news. Writing for the U.S. District Court. Why is it that the conservatives like the ID concept of an ID and the Democrats hate it? I mean, that's the question she asked, Molly Hemingway. So, the court finds that the challenge provision are constitutional under the First and Fourteenth Amendments. Wow. And this was signed into law by uh, last year by Governor Mike DeWine, who basically uh, supports transvestite athletes in women's sports. I mean, but there he, he did a good thing here, right? But DeWine, not a big fan of DeWine. All right. <clears throat> Fannie Willis hired a personal injury attorney without prior prosecution experience and paid him almost a million dollars. He even billed her for 16 hours. He spent meeting with the White House. 
He used money from his law firm checking account to pay for trips he took with Fanny to Napa and the Caribbean. Wow. Fanny Willis, man. Prosecutor in Trump's Georgia case, subpoenaed to testify in colleagues' divorce. District attorney was alleged to have improper relationship with special prosecutor. Now, you got this you got this guy cheating on his wife with with uh, a not so attractive Fanny Willis. Let me just say that. But because she's money bags, because she's spending all kinds of money in Atlanta is the most corrupt city in the planet, it seems like. Um and you got Fanny Willis buying his love and he's just cheating on his wife and going to the White House collaborating a scheme to go after Trump with the Biden Department of Justice. You just can't make it up. So Kanakoa the Great says, Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis has been served a subpoena to testify in the divorce proceedings of her chief prosecutor overseeing the Trump case. Willis, allegedly involved in an inappropriate romantic relationship with lead prosecutor Nathan Wade, is scheduled for a sworn deposition on January 23rd related to Wade's divorce case. Recent court filings revealed that Wade held two extensive meetings with President Joe Biden, or President Biden's White House counsel, on May 23rd and November 18th, 2022, totaling 16 hours and charging $250 an hour. While House visitor logs further reveal that Willis spent five hours at the Biden White House on February 28th. And that's another date, uh, 2023, just a week after recommending charges against Donald Trump. So why is why is these why is this case finding its way into the White House? Well, we know why. But that's a smoking gun there. So Fannie Wells, lead prosecutor, invo- invoiced the Biden White House for prosecuting Donald Trump. <laughs> so that is unbelievable. $2,000 each time he went to the White House. 250 times 8 is 2,000. And then 250 times 8 again is 2,000. Let's take a listen. This is some commentary on the subject. All right. So let's take a listen to this. That Fanny Willis hired her boyfriend Mike Davis is speaking. with whom she was having an affair, her married boyfriend, Nathan Wade. Fanny Willis is a homewrecker and destroyed the marriage. She paid him, uh, you know, o- o- over $700,000. Uh, sometimes if you look at the billing, you have block billing for like eight hours of time for vague descriptions, $2,000 a day. And like you said, they went on these trips around the world, around the country, around the world, that's very clearly illegal. That's very clearly illegal under both federal corruption laws and state corruption laws. Uh, It's also unethical. And I don't know how Fannie Willis, if these allegations are true, not only can Fannie Willis and her boyfriend, alleged boyfriend, Nathan Wade, not remain on these Trump cases, they may go to prison. Wow. 
That would be interesting. Interesting development. So this is what um, uh, Jesse Waters had to say. I haven't even heard this clip, but I'm playing it. Fox News alert. A sex scandal is rocking President Trump's case in Georgia. The Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney, Fannie Willis, has been accused of appointing her lover as a special prosecutor in the case against Donald Trump. D.A. Fannie Willis is responsible for taking Trump's mugshot, also allegedly financially benefited from hiring her lover, Nathan Wade, on that Trump case. This is according to a motion that was just filed by Wade, the co-defendant. Now, who is this romantic partner who Fannie Willis hired? He was just a private attorney who's never even tried a felony case. Even the Times says he has, quote, limited experience trying high-profile cases. But get this. Fannie's alleged lover has been paid nearly a million dollars in legal fees already. Who authorized the payments? Oh, that would be Fannie. Where'd she get the money? Oh, that's your money. Came from the taxpayers. They've allegedly gone on luxury vacations to Napa Valley, <clears throat> even taking Caribbean cruises. And Fannie isn't even denying that she's hired a guy she's sleeping with to prosecute Trump. How do you like that? Is that just disgusting or what? And Trump's the bad guy, right? It's absolutely crazy. So there's stuff going on around the world as well. Clayton Morris was in Germany. The farmers are fighting back. So it says the rats in the Western media are predictably branding the German farmers as far-right extremists all because the farmers are protesting a government that's ignoring them in favor of a suicidal globalist agenda that will starve millions. But they leave that part out. So Clayton Morris is over in Germany marching with them. A lot of the Western media has tried to portray these protesters as far-right extremists. Uh, behind me here, you can see the, the Associated Press is doing interviews here. The German media also doing interviews, of course. Uh, in the coverage over the past few days, they've been painting these uh, folks as extremists, far-right extremists, uh, similar to Trump supporters. And, of course, the protesters and farmers I've spoken to have said that is ridiculous. We're not far-right we are realists. We realize that our taxes have gone up. Our prices for fuel have gone up. We can't run our business. We are not far-right extremists. But that's how the Western media portrays these folks. And you oh. know what's, what? Sadly, it's the same everywhere you go, right? It's the same everywhere you go. Let's take a listen to... Um, all right. I want to... And talk about food supply, right? We had, we had these two clips, these two doozies, right? Let's take a listen. This is Bill Gates. I'm here in Dubai. Uh, this is COP28, uh, very, very important meeting. Uh, the issue of health and climate uh, will be discussed at length. Uh, that's never gotten the attention it deserves. Uh, the issue of food systems and how with climate change, a lot of farmers aren't able to grow their crops, uh, which is a, a tragedy for them. Uh, we'll talk about using innovation uh, to absolutely solve that problem. Yeah, they're going to like pack protein with bugs into your food. You know, unelected globalist technocrat Bill Gates 
The issue uh, says says what he just said, and then says globalist double speak translation. Due to our deliberate uh, war on farmers, a lot of farmers aren't able to grow their crops, which is uh, a blessing for us because it allows us to replace traditional agriculture with insect farms and fake meat laboratories and assume total control of the global food supply under the pretext of tackling climate change. <laughs> right? And then you have this guy, Tedros. Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. <clears throat> food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions. Climate. And account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. If food systems delivered healthy diets for all, we could save 8 million lives. Like he really wants to save 8 million lives. WHO is committed to supporting countries to develop and implement policies to improve diets and fight climate change. I'm therefore very pleased that over 130 countries have signed the COP28 UAE Declaration on Climate and Health. All right, so climate is a scam. And here's a scientist on Tucker uh, stating so. Climate change issue, I'm fully convinced. After all these years, even though we may not know exactly what is causing climate change, we suspect it's the sun. We have a lot of evidence to show that it's probably the sun. Very high percentage, you know, like I would say 90% were sure, but not 100%. But we know carbon dioxide is not the gas, it's not the what you call the, like your thermometer in your room can adjust up and down that you can set the temperature to be whatever level you want it. First of all, they can never tell us what temperature do they want it at. What is the temperature you want to set the global temperature? Al Gore has not been able to answer that. John Kerry has not been able to answer that. Because we know the temperature from the coldest in Siberia to the desert in Sahara. I mean, these are huge, at least 100 degrees or more kind of differences. Yes. I mean, who are you to tell me which temperature is the correct temperature where you guys are talking like that? They are talking as if they are pseudo-God, they're God themselves. I mean, these people are so ambitious that in some sense, I think we have to keep their ambition down a little bit. I mean, these people are not contented, just like what you put out there. <laughs> if you're, you cannot be ambitious when you're contented. But these people are so out of their mind in some sense that I think it's misleading. And somebody had to speak out against them. I think you are one of those who consistently point out their hypocrisy, right? And I really find that the whole problem of this global warming is a complete nothing, which means we should do nothing about it. Just go on and live life and adapt to it. So, yeah, that's, but that would be just too easy, right? Uh, and then we have uh, this little gem um, right here. Yeah, let's take a listen. Such a pleasure to be here with you, and thank you for everything you're doing. Uh, my question is your take on the 15-minute cities and what the real aim of the green agenda is really about. Okay, so first of all, um, I call it 15-minute ghettos because that's what they are. Um, as I had just said, um, 
it's it's really not about you know making our lives easier. It, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's about uh, getting you under control. It's about possibly locking you up. In Great Britain, they already introduced legislation in a province. Um, they are speaking of climate lockdowns. Um, and the people are being told, we, we are doing this to make your lives easier, and we have to save the planet. Obviously, we have to save the planet, right? It has nothing to do with that. Um, it is pretty much, um, yeah, taking individual mobility away from people, you know, get them on, you know, bikes or whatever so um, and that is actually what they saw during this COVID madness when they were uh, having these lockdowns well they couldn't really lock people down right yeah. because um, they would have had to ensure that people could go grocery shopping and you don't have grocery stores you know within a 15 minute uh, radius kind of thing so yeah they realized that that yeah um, you know that that's she's she's said this before that's Christine Anderson uh, from the German member of uh, European Parliament. But we got John uh, from Chicagoland on. John, you got about 30 seconds to a minute. All right. Just want to reinforce your point about the, uh, the uh, exporting of manufacturing jobs. You know, Andy Grove, former CEO Intel and a legend in Silicon Valley. I remember Andy Grove. He's passed away now. But he was an engineer in Silicon Valley for, and also made the same point that I think you were alluding to that I've made to you before, which is if you lose the base manufacturing and some of the, the input into the ultimate production process, you eventually lose the high end. So people think, oh, we're going to keep the high end design work, but we're going to let someone else do the grunt work and sort of the, the machining and the smithing, you know, sort of thing, the machining and the, right. uh, the, the base work of creating the basic, uh, the basic skills. And it's not just the machining; it's some of the uh, design or the uh, manufacturing, engineering, and things of like that. Right. That also adding a know-how to design, and so you end up losing the whole kit and caboodle when you try to get too cute, offshore everything else, and just keep the design. I think that's what you're seeing and what you're alluding to. So I agree with you 100. percent It's a long-run bad policy, and this stems from the free trade argument that was came out of Britain about oh, 150, 200 years ago. Guys like David Ricardo, Hume, uh, David Hume, people of that nature, uh, 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 John Stuart Mill. And that argument was rejected at the time as being sort of unrealistic. They called about comparative advantage. Yep. They compared, say, Portuguese wine to British yep. cloth. There was a whole set of conditions that are unrealistic. So that, that was rejected. It's only recently where they say, oh, this is proven. It's yeah. not proven. And there's a lot of disadvantages, okay. particularly for national security. So. All right. Thank you. And thank you for calling Thanks, in today. Take care. Thanks, All right. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Uh, be sure to check out org and find out how you can uh, advance America First policies by making a donation to help also keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. Uh, we want that. And also... Uh, use Red State as your promo code over at MyPillow.com. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, buddy. Just to bury my kids right up to there.